0: It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Thursday, January 5th, your daily dose of Flyers news analysis and high quality content that could not tell you, Russ, what goaltender interference I mean, I couldn't
1: tell you at the beginning of the year. Anyhow, I really can't tell you now.
0: All right, we're gonna get into that USA Canada game. We're gonna talk Carter Hart, uh, preview the Yotes game, and talk about Leo Carlson all on today's show. Hello, once again, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rMiriam. I'm here with prospect expert Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at flyers. That's where you'll keep up to date with our episodes and Flyers news. You can email the show at LockdownFlyers at Gmail today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts locked on flyers is free and available on apple Podcasts, spotify odyssey wherever you are listening so subscribe you'll get all of our episodes here on the locked on podcast network plus we're over on youtube so subscribe there as well Russ, though, so we got the official announcement from the Flyers that Carter Hart was off IR and is active. It's interesting because he wasn't official. So why was he on the trip? Well, we know why he was on the trip because they anticipated that he was going to play and Tortorella said as much that he wanted to put him on those two uh, later games in California. But I think the question is, if he was truly ready to play in that last game against the Ducks, and it was a coach's decision to not have him play, like, why wouldn't they have just had him back up in that game for Urson? I I still
1: have a couple questions. The reason I asked um, why was he on the trip, because he was still in protocol, and they could have had him fly out after. They knew he wasn't going to play the first game. So, okay, he didn't do that. Then so what you're suggesting to me is now they delayed activating him off the IR is what you're suggesting.
0: Well, I just I don't know because if if Tortorella said he was ready to go the day of the Ducks game but they didn't officially take him off IR I I don't know why that is and unless it's like a roster or cap situation it could have been. Thing.
1: It could have been a cap situation. Could it be bad communication again? It could be
0: yeah i i don't know
1: i'll say it like this it didn't line up
0: no and that's again where my concern is it's just that there seems to be different things being said by different people at different times and you know in the grand scheme of things it's not a big deal no. it's just like when you add this to the pile of other yeah, things yeah. you know it makes you concerned that's all but that being said, uh, I, I would suspect they're going to play him against the Yotes just because, have to. again, if, yeah, you just got to get him going right away. If he's ready, you got to put him it
1: in. It doesn't matter how, you know, how Urson did his last game, you have to play him.
0: You know, as far as the Coyotes go, we saw them December 11th, where Arizona won five to four in overtime. That was a rough game,
1: man. Yeah, I kind of remember, I don't think the Flyers touched the puck in overtime if that was the one that made.
0: Yeah, it was pretty yeah. brutal. It was, a, it was a terribly managed overtime.
1: Yeah. So they're a little better in overtime now if they get there. Um, We'll say it like that. Yeah, I mean, look. This is one where Chicron's gonna be on display again. So he's gonna be trying very hard to to get on that scoreboard and get himself out of Arizona. Keller always does well against the Flyers. I mean, he did well last game. It's not gonna be a pushover. Vidmelka is a good goalie. Uh this will be uh an interesting game. I mean, this is one where even Arizona is really doing better than we all thought this year. And so they're, you know, right now it's, they're on the same level as the Flyers. Like, I can't say that they're worse and I can't say the Flyers are better. I think they're kind of at the same level.
0: Yeah, I would say that. And, you know, they did lose to Florida in their last game. They've lost three in a row. So to Florida, mm-hmm. Tampa and the Leafs, uh, you know, Florida aside with what's going on there, they're kind of a mixed bag right now. The You know, at least Tampa and the Leafs are very, very good teams, but they won against the Avs and the Kings, you know, and that, and that's like their last five, uh, they're five, five and one in their last 10, they're in the same spot as the flyers are in, in the central division in seventh, mm-hmm. you know, they have pretty much the same amount mm-hmm. of points since their last meeting, you know, the Oats have nine flyers have 10. So it is a pretty much a level playing. Yeah, field. I think
1: so. It's it's like that Mortal Kombat when you used to play, and if you were playing the same character, they'd be shaded a little, but it's the same character. It's the same thing.
0: You know, I I think that yeah, obviously we like to see Shane Goss despair come for a visit. So so always nice to have him, but it's not, not going to be he's nice. Not scoring, right? You know, it's for. I know, <laughs> and especially on the power right. play, you know, they don't, the Yotes top power play union is not terrible. No. Right? They've got chicken on it. They've got ghost, Nick Schmaltz, Nick Ritchie. It's a good, it's I a mean, pretty good power play. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, flyers got to stay out of the box. They can't like take this one for granted. Not everybody's going to go 0 for Arizona. five, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, Arizona certainly does have offensive weapons that could be productive on the power play for them. So I I think that's not going to be a a thing you want the Flyers to see, again, even with that quality PK that they have.
1: Yeah, I I think this is one where, um, you know, if the Flyers want to play physical, fine, uh, but they have Lawson Kraus. They have some guys that could really mix it up there, too. So don't think that that's going to, you know, win you the game, but yeah, don't go overboard with that. Uh, I'd still like to see them possess the puck a little more because even in some of these other games, they're sort of getting these quick strike goals at times, but sometimes they're not carrying the play. I'd like to see if they could carry the play against uh, the Coyotes.
0: Yeah, I I think that's going to be the key, right? And, you know, I think about the Flyers and, you know, of course I have that Canada-USA game in the back of my head, which we'll get to in the next segment. You had to uh, mention it. But, but, you know, if you look at defensive structure, I think this is just going to be one of those games where the Flyers can't let up, even if they think it's going to be... You know smooth sailing they have to keep that defensive structure in place or those guys that can score on arizona are going to take advantage i mean
1: it's of 90s night chris terrian's not going to go in there and save them.
0: oh god <laughs> it is 90s night i forgot about that uh that's a fun era to celebrate though so at least it'll be entertaining yeah.
1: i mean it's fun until uh darren mccarty but i get it
0: oh no yeah i was i was <laughs> <laughs> At that stanley cup finalized <laughs> both games in philly it was not it was not fun
1: no the left wing lock that's that was bad
0: it was very bad but uh the 2023 flyers uh i think you know they've been on a roll obviously winning three in a row and so i think that hopefully they can carry it forward mm-hmm. and you know, play with the the sense of attack that they've had over the last few games. I th- think that'll help them against Arizona specifically. I think, you know, Arizona can't withstand sustained pressure. I think that's their problem. Yeah, I
1: think that's fair. And I, you know, and and that goes with my carrying the play. Let's see him get, you know, second and third shots. Let's see them uh, control the puck in the offensive zone a little longer. Let's Let's see those things. That would be great.
0: Yeah, I think so too. All right, well, uh, we'll we'll see how this one goes against Arizona. I'm hoping for a fourth win in a row. I think you know having again some of those younger guys get on the scoreboard w- would be a good thing in in a game like this. Yeah,
1: no question. If like Frost can continue and Tippett can continue, it's only going to help them.
0: Exactly. All right. Well, we are going to get to the World Junior semifinals uh, coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer, esports, and of course the NHL. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, they've got those as well at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Make sure you check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft plus NHL draft rankings, top prospects comparisons for every team. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, I'm still kind of sad about the results of USA versus Canada in the semifinals of World Juniors. Uh, Canada, of course, winning this one six to two. I think we said it was gonna be like five to three or five to four. Five to
1: four, I thought Canada, yeah. So you it know, it have been that if it, I mean, <laughs> we knew what goaltender interference was, and a few other things, yeah.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, you know, I don't want to whine about the goaltender interference thing. I think that you know the first one that was called back, there, there's something to it. There, I yes, I think.
1: there is a little bit of contact. So I did not get mad at the first one. I got mad at the second one because mm-hmm. there's clearly a point that there's a goal right there, right on top of the play. It's a bang, bang play. And I'm not sure, Mil- I'm not sure Milich had that really frozen because I, you know, he his did l- not. pad was still moving. And I can't blame McGrawdy for going full bore into that to try and get to the puck. I I, I heard the, um, the Canadian broadcast where they were like, well, he's harpooned. I don't think he was harpooned. No. I think that's an over-exaggeration. And I just felt like, that should have been a goal would that have made the difference in the game probably not but it was awfully deflating i i mean that's that's a fact i i still think they they fought back to some degree but some guys didn't have their best games i mean you know cutter gotcha had a hard time engaging uh for the first period and half of this game he did better in the second half of the game he had at least some shots on that but some shots he literally was just shooting right into millage's chest and that that was a little disheartening um Look, Cooley and Snuggerud were great early on. I they couldn't carry the whole team, that's unfair to to think they should and, no, and, and you know.
0: And that's why I was a little disappointed in Cutter Gauthier's play, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you know that the way that Cooley and Snuggerud have been playing, you know, they've been carrying that line and yes. you know, against a team like Canada, they're going to struggle a little bit and that's where a guy like Cutter Gauthier should have been able to step up and be that third weapon to make the canadian defense have to cover more territory and that's where you can get goals out of it you know because of yeah. missed coverage and
1: and he was on the ice for at least a couple goals yep. he was definitely uh look halfway into the third period the u.s team was spent yep. completely spent they were you know so for whatever reason you know canada had more juice uh we knew they had more talent doesn't mean that the most talented team always wins. You know, Augustine was like, you know, on the broadcast they were acting like he really was like saving the game for him. I think he was average. I think he maybe made a couple of great saves, but he was, you know, he wasn't he wasn't like Milich was, let's put it that way, not even close.
0: No, uh, Millich had the game of his life, I believe, out there yeah. and, um, and was a huge difference because, you know, USA was getting shots on net, they just weren't going. Mm-hmm. So I and I right. think Milich made a ton of really key saves. That but they
1: weren't getting traffic. That's true. You know, except That's for true. the except for the goals in question, the traffic wasn't really there. The screens weren't really there. Look, actually the US did what we wanted to, to do with Bedard and they held him to a goal, which and in this game is is actually really good. Uh and and look, Luke Hughes uh, needs to reel it in at times. I had talked about it on other shows. Uh, sometimes he goes a little bit too far offensively and has trouble um, then making a defensive play. He made a couple of good defensive plays, but also uh, he, he was a little reckless at times, and and that's that's the part of Luke Hughes' game that still needs refinement. That you know sometimes people don't want to talk about.
0: Yeah, I think for me, just the big issue was structure, and that in other games in this tournament, the U.S. team had a lot more structure to their play, and they did. once the flashiness of Canada kicked in, like they lost that structure completely. I think that they were just puck watching a lot and whatever sh- defensive structure they had that worked in other games went out the window because they just could not keep up with what Canada was doing.
1: And the bigger a- and they lost forwards. focus. Yes, and the bigger Canada forwards definitely took advantage of the smaller U.S. defense. Like oh, they we were getting knocked that. down.
0: They were getting knocked yeah. down a lot yeah so yeah it was uh heartbreaking for americans glorious for canadians uh yep. i definitely think team canada deserved it uh no question They're, oh no they
1: earned it they, yeah they, they were look in the end they were going to win that game anyhow but that 5-4 game could have happened but you know again the way the momentum kind of shifted it, it did make a difference it's hard to come back once that on that second yeah. on that second one once that's taken away from you it, it is a lot to overcome against a great team like canada
0: yeah i do want to talk about the other semi-final yes. czechia wins over sweden two to one in overtime sweden it looked like they were gonna go away with it with uh less than a minute to go in regulation david yura of all people has the game tangle. even i are gonna talk about this for the rest of eternity for well us. we will
1: because you know he's a big defenseman who could be physical and can score and our contention was listen this guy can really control a lot more of a game than cutter Gauche. it's not a knock on cutter Gauche. right it just shows what a weapon a guy like uracek can be and he proved that in that game and in other games too in this tournament so yeah i mean i i wrote about um Czechia you know a week ago saying i think they could medal even though i didn't pick them you know when someone asked me to pick them i didn't pick them the medal but after i saw him a few games i i, I realized they could medal i wrote about it again this morning i talked about yuri Kulich, and i you know wrote a paragraph about yuri Kulich because this is a guy that he's coached, had a great tournament he's had a great tournament there was a lot of talk about him um maybe he's not going to translate that well into north America maybe his defense needs a ton of work well you know playing in the ahl doing as well as he did for rochester really showed in this tournament he was a real pro so Coolidge was great uh yeah suganek i wrote that i expect him to get drafted now i think that's going to happen uh
0: i think so too
1: I can't say he outdueled Lindbaum because they both were great. No, but yeah,
0: they both were tremendous. But, but, they both he, were great all the Those tournament. are the two best
1: goalies in the tournament. Yep, absolutely.
0: I mean,
1: there's no question in my mind about that. As good as Milich was in this game, those are the two best goalies in the tournament. So I knew it was gonna be like a tight game. And yeah, I mean, I give Czechia all the credit. Um, you know, they've got they're going to medal now and that's first time since 01 So that's great. And You know, I can't say Canada's got an easy game here. Uh, They'll be the favorite, but it's not going to be an easy game because um, Czechia has a lot of weapons, especially on defense. That defense runs the team.
0: They do, and I think one of the great things about that team is they've been able to adjust to their opponent. I think better than mm-hmm. anybody else in the tournament. That they really have a distinct game plan for each team that they're facing. That is obvious in a way that maybe the Slovaks had it too to some degree, but I think Czechia executed it better than yeah. any other team in the
1: tournament. I mean, if I'm a Blue Jackets fan with Svozel and and Juracek, I'm happy. I'm very happy very pleased. What the future might be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I do feel so bad for Lindbaum in net for yeah. the Swedes, you know. And it really wasn't his fault because there was an icing no. at the very end of regulation that led to the face off in it was his zone. Icing. It was a very, very bad icing. And so they had the face off in, in the zone, and then check does his thing and
1: Bing, bang, uh, boom. Man. Yep.
0: Yep. So uh, I will
1: say this, though, again. In tournament play, uh, and thankfully that game didn't go to a shootout, I specifically tweeted, I hope it's not going to a shootout, hoping to jinx it. So I was happy it didn't go to the shootout. But honestly, it shouldn't be three on three when you're talking about tournaments and gold medals. It really should not be three on three. It should be five on five for a certain amount of time. Uh, Just three on three just doesn't seem right.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it in these tournaments relative to, you know, because it is Cause just regular a regular season, season NHL game. The, yeah. Yeah. But this is
1: bigger than that, you know?
0: I, I, no, I, I think you're right. And it's an interesting question whether it should be four on four or it should be five on five, in like especially when you get to the semifinals or the elimination games. Maybe you know, in do the round robins. Yeah, in the round robins, for... do three on three, but then right. go to five on five for the the yeah. elimination games
1: and i get it look go five on five for a certain amount of minutes then strip it to four on four i'll do anything rather than the shootout i just think the shootout's a dumb way to decide a medal potentially
0: yes uh after we just watched that soccer world cup <laughs>
1: yeah for who yeah i mean that again i i yeah i just i can't see winning big things big tournaments on shootouts like it's just i don't know it just rubs me the wrong way
0: well one of the other players on sweden leo carlson uh, got his reputation maybe kicked up a notch Uh, during this tournament and he's one of the top guys in next year's draft and so given he just uh, finished up the bulk of his world juniors we thought we would talk about him and we'll do that next
1: looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories then you got to try a built bar we just got through the holidays and i know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year if you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste then man, I've got the, just the thing for you. You gotta try Built with Built Healthy. Is actually tasty, perfect for the New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And what's even better is that they're healthy. A hundred, only 130 calories with 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam clubs, run in and grab a thirteen bar box with our hit flavors, Brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later
0: Russ uh, Leo Carlson is a forward who can play center or wing uh played for Sweden, like I just said in this world Juniors uh seven goals four assists in six games played. Uh, He's 18, but he just turned 18, had a December birthday, so he's on the younger side of his year, and uh, he's already a big guy, 6'3", 194, so he's, you know, NHL-sized player uh, at this age, and right now he's ranked about three to five in most lists, so top five player, um you know, i saw some conversation about him potentially moving up over fantilly for the two slot i don't know if that's yeah i wrote happen. about that
1: this morning I, it could happen uh i'm not gonna throw cold water on that yet because uh a couple things so like we had craig button on uh, off the post and he was saying that really um carlson should have played center in this tournament and this is before the tor- tournament began simply because he is a center and he's one of their best players, but they didn't do it. So whatever he's going to get drafted as a center in mind, even though he's playing wing in the SHL. Cause again, the deployment there is not always going to be the same as right. what might happen in the NHL. He is a bigger guy already. Uh, strength will get even better. His One of his gifts is that he really can um, maneuver through traffic and use his body and shield the puck and get near the net and has a pro shot, really good speed, very smart, never panics, uh, makes a lot of good good plays, good hockey IQ. Uh, his play in this tournament was really good. His play in the SHL has been great. The um, There definitely will be some debate uh, within teams, I think, about Fantilli and Carlson. And maybe Fantilli wins it and maybe he doesn't. The debate will certainly just be, uh, you know, let's go over the pluses and minuses here and make sure we've got it right. I think Carlson has at least uh, earned the debatable part of that. Uh, But he'll definitely be gone before five. I, I really would be surprised if he lasted that long.
0: Yeah, I noticed, Uh, you know, just watching him play, you know, he does have those moves around traffic. He's really good at that, especially in the center of the ice, right? That yeah. He finds a way to maneuver through that a lot of guys wouldn't even try, that they'll stick to the outside. Right. But my question is, because he already has that larger frame, and that's his sort of bread and butter, is he still going to have the same level of you know, adjustment that most guys have who come over from the SHL with the bigger ice and more space to work with, you know, when he has to play the North American game.
1: You know, it's interesting. Um, I think if you're a defenseman, you, um, you say, well, it's easier for me because I have less ice to defend. And all of them say that Uh, Carlson seems to have really good reflexes. So I do think the transition will be a smooth one for him because, you know, it is Based on you know the less room on the ice, it's more reflexive, more uh, IQ-driven plays, and he's able to do that. He does seem to have an extra gear, too, when he's moving through traffic that way. So while you might not say he's the fastest or one of the fastest guys in the draft, uh, he's got a game speed, which, which does matter and can throw off defensemen. And, and again, the thing that will help him, going forward because he certainly doesn't have his man strength yet is while he's going to do those moves with players on him, he's probably going to be able to knock off a few of them too. And so that's, you know, he's going to be dangerous, but he's going to be dangerous from a lot of different facets of the game. Same as Fantilli, Like you're going to be really looking at them and just saying, Hmm, boy, there's a lot of things here to like about both. And you know, this is where somebody's European scout may point out something and say, listen, uh i i think i favor you know so i think i think there there'll be some debate i'm not ready to to put i haven't put out my list yet and i'm not ready to say one or the other is a definitive number uh the second guy in the draft yet
0: yeah like for me who is really into prospects but isn't you know a formal scout i think that you know, it's harder for somebody like Carlson to move up in the ranks because I just don't get to see him play. Right. Yeah. Unlike the other guys. And I think that this is a situation where the teams are really going to have to depend on their scouts. And I'm going to yes. take professional scout opinions at a much higher like rate or, or put more weight to the the professional scouts and the European scouts when making that kind of a choice for myself, just because access to games and knowing those leagues better than i do
1: yeah the 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 one edge i have is because of instat i can watch full games and shifts and i'll be doing all of that you know the world juniors is just a small part of his great you know the second half of the season now i want to he had a good first half now let's see after this what his second half looks like so yeah i mean i'm going to be watching intently not just watching a couple video highlights
0: Right. And I think, you know, we all know the SHL is a really good quality league and it's the second best league in the
1: world. It it really is. The only difference is I just said this to someone today. It's the second best league in the world, but uh, the AHL is so close because the physicality in the AHL closely mirrors what players will see in the NHL where this SHL doesn't have that near that level of physicality, but everything else is there.
0: Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, we have a video of Leo Carlson highlights for you as our fun thing. And of they forward. don't suck. <laughs> they don't. He is very good. And everything about what we just uh, mentioned in terms of him driving play through the middle and dancing around people, it is, is very evident in all of these highlights. So uh, have fun watching them and, uh, and uh, think about other guys besides Bedard. There are some really good options
1: out there. There are, and if you're a Flyers fan, you just have to get in that top eleven or the worst eleven. If you're on, if you're at number twelve, then you, you know then you've got some issues. But they'll, I think they'll be in the eleven. Yeah, I don't know where, somewhere.
0: <laughs> I think so too. All right, uh, we will wrap things up today. We will be back tomorrow with a recap of the Yotes game. Then we have got the weekend matchup against the Maple Leafs to preview as well. So uh, a busy weekend ahead. And of course, we have the medals games for World Juniors. We'll talk about that. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send in your questions for the show via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at Lockdown Flyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R Miriam. That's R M I R I A M.
1: I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S P O R T S O L O G Y.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen today. For your next listen, check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.